Hello. Mike forgot to turn on his push to talk, so I'm here instead to welcome you to the Push to Shout podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Skippy. And this is episode 52, episode 2 of the riveting second season of the show. Uh, you see, the text has been made bolder than ever. Oh, uh, boy. It'll be even easier to read if the window's small or in the thumbnail or whatever. Um, yeah, we have some video games to talk about, I believe. What are some of them, Skippy? Uh, well, mostly I've got news because I haven't been doing a whole lot of video gaming. Uh, the only real significant video game that I've played is... Uh, is I mentioned last week that I was going to try out Rebel Galaxy. I guess uh-huh. it's been, I guess it was two weeks ago now. Uh, and I saw your tweets about it. <laughs> it didn't yeah, seem to. Yeah, I didn't have a lot to say about Rebel Galaxy because uh, it just it didn't it di- it literally did nothing for me. Like nothing, absolutely nothing. The concept is sound. It seemed like it was going to be the kind of game that I could like because it takes. Did you ever play Assassin's Creed Four? Um. Yeah. Well. No. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, no. I've seen enough footage of it yeah. to know what it's like. The, uh, it took the ship combat from Assassin's Creed 4, which I enjoyed, with like the broadsides and stuff like that, and it applied it to a, a, a space exploration game. And so like space is kind of a 2D plane in the game, and, and you've got broadsides. and it's, I mean, it's very, very similar. Uh, and I liked that in Assassin's Creed 4, but I didn't like it at all in the space game. I, to be fair, I didn't give it that much of a shot. Like I probably played like 45 minutes of it before being like, nah, I just don't want any part of this. Uh, I might try it again, but I'm thinking my refund timer is about to run out, so I might just get a refund and, and, and just never probably play that game again. Best. I mean, yeah. it, 45 minutes is usually enough to tell whether you're going to like it. A lot of people have said good things about the game, and I just... I don't know. It didn't do anything for me, like I said, but... uh so and part of the problem too, I think, might have been that I was streaming it, and if you're not completely feeling a game and you're trying to stream it, then you just feel like you're wasting everyone's time, not only your own. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've noticed that. Like, it's, but that was exactly what it was like for me with Minecraft Story Mode. It, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. wasn't as funny as Life is Strange to yeah. play or watch. Like so I, <laughs> I just maybe felt I, bad. Yeah, maybe I would have played two hours of Rebel Galaxy if I was on my own. But I felt like I was wasting everyone else's time too, and that that was bad. So right. I don't know. I I don't think it's a game for me. I I don't like the fact that it's in a two D plane. I didn't think that I would like that, but I thought that I could get past it. But just like putting space in a two D plane, it's always stupid to me. It just doesn't work uh, because the whole the whole idea of space is that it's in three dimensions. But I don't know. Whatever. Um, so that that didn't do anything for me. And other than that, I mean, like I played like one or two more levels of a uh, human resource machine, which has gotten insanely hard to the point of I don't know if I'm going to be able to complete that game without looking up hints or at least just cheesing it because like the idea is that you're supposed to do as few commands as possible and try to make it as efficient as possible and right. it, it, it gets really really complicated and uh, <laughs> it's starting to go way over my head which is I like I'm still enjoying it but it's tough and uh, and I don't know I might I might have to either cheat or just create really inefficient programs to get through the levels but not get any of the uh, bonus points that you get for, for I like the, the whole fun of it is trying to get it to be efficient though so I don't know we'll see uh, but yeah that's that's still an awesome game I recommend it to pretty much anyone who sounds like they might be interested in that and uh, uh, I don't know Rocket League which is gonna get some updates pretty soon that'll add like modifiers where I think there's going to be like a low gravity and 
you can change like how the ball bounces and all sorts of various stuff. And uh, and then they also added like a hockey mode where the ball turns into a hockey puck and you're on ice and I don't know, it changes the game in surprisingly significant ways. Like instead of bouncing off the wall, the puck will like kind of stick to it and slide along it, which is significant if you've played Rocket League. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I've basically just been doing nothing, watching stuff like on TV and stuff like that. It's like a boring person. Uh, what about you? I mean, that's basically been me, except add in a whole bunch of shit to do. Uh, I played no video games besides Smash, like, in a couple fleeting moments. Uh, but it's just, I thought the worst was over last week, but I there was just so much to do. Um, one of the things I did, I did something called the Fed Challenge, which is where you you dress up in a suit, and you present to economists from the Federal Reserve, and you compete to see who can give the best analysis of um, the the state of the economy. Nice. And then they grill you, and so they the, make fun the of vice, you. They make fun of your suit and stuff. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they really roast you. But one of the judges there was the vice president of monetary policy at the Cato Institute. And he, and if you're not familiar with the Cato Institute, think it's, tank. it's a conservative, basically libertarian think tank, and they very biased. <laughs> That's my dad I loves it. To go to it. Um, the bias, I mean, somebody has to do it, but anyway, he went on us hard. Like he yeah. was. One guy was just asking, do you know your shit kind of questions. The Cato Institute guy, he was going down these, like, five-minute question roads where he was questioning the basic existence of the Federal Reserve. And, like, it, it felt like at any moment he was going to say, and what do you think of the gold standard? It's true, you have the <laughs> But and he seemed to be, like, self-aware enough to know what he was doing. And yeah. I think he just kind of wanted to see how he would deal with that Um you know, anyway, we did very well. We have gotten the results back, but I, I looked over um, to one of the guy's grading sheets. I shouldn't have done that, but I saw that he gave us all perfects down the Ooh. line. Yeah, so we did really well. I'm, I'm proud of that. You're and, a uh, comedian, an economist. You're all sorts of oh, things. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody, somebody asked how that went uh, yeah, on the yeah, comments. I, uh, I was just checking the website, which we do, actually. We and do read the comments, yeah. Sometimes we forget to reply on them. We absolutely killed opening for BJ Novak. We did phenomenal. I think I might have talked about that on a podcast, but uh, yeah, we did incredibly. And did I tell my dick move to BJ Novak? No. I was an asshole to him, and it was fun. Oh, okay. boy. Uh, okay, so here's the story. We finished our opening act. We did incredible, like... It's me, and not to do my own horn, but me specifically. You've just been tuning your own horn for like the last five yeah, minutes, yeah, that's yeah. all. So, you know, may as well. May as well. Uh, I killed. Huge laughs. Density of laughs was high. It was great. And I saw him like pacing back and forth. I think that's how he like hypes himself up to sure. go on stage or something. And uh, the idea was that we would clear out backstage and then go sit in the audience so that we could watch the show. And so I was the last one from our sketch comedy group to leave backstage, and he's pacing, and I stop with a 
like fish in my hand, a real fish that was used as a prop. <laughs> okay. And I just put on this real serious face, and I I give him like a a quick nod, like, and I say, "Good luck, dude." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, uh, thanks." <laughs> Killed me. Like that was. I got to be a dick to BJ Novak. That was so fun. I don't know. It sounds like a nice experience. Sounds like you know. I, it him wasn't. You know, it's not <laughs> actually being a dick, but it's like you know, some someone like me calming him down before he goes on stage. It's it's funny. So that was with fun. a fish. Yeah, with it was smelly. God, it was so smelly. You probably should use the fake fish. No, why? No, that's you got to do it for the craft. I see. It has this look. It flops a certain way. Was it Steve Jobs that said you need to... What was it about building a cabinet where the back of the cabinet doesn't necessarily need to be polished and all that, but you know it's there, and so it has to be perfect because you're a true craftsman? Yeah. I am Steve Steve Jobs. Jobs Or Jesus. One or the other. What's the difference? He was a craftsman. But, yeah, that's last week or two weeks ago or three, whatever it was. Um, other thing this week, I finally got to play my drums again. So, in a couple of moves that um, my family has had, I just there's been no place to set up the drums, which is a shame because I really like to play them. And um, I was able to play with some friends here because they had a drum set, and I was just I fell in love with them again. You got the itch, and th- yeah. And now. I was finally able to set everything up, and I just practiced for hours and hours and hours. And it's it's it is like riding a bike. Like I didn't. It was been like four years since I really got to sit down and play them, and it was the same. It was so fun. Um, I'm learning so much, and it's it's great to get back into that. Yeah, I so. grabbed my old. Uh, I actually this week I grabbed my old guitar from from my parents' house and tuned it. And uh, I haven't really had time to play around with it, but I used to teach myself a little bit of guitar, so I might I might get back into that. I don't know. M- music's hard. It's really it tough. Is. I, I actually well, drums are probably the easiest. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually spent like uh, almost all day. I think like uh, like Friday. I think I I sat down and I just started watching. YouTube videos by musicians explaining like music theory and stuff like the circle of fists and stuff like that, just absorbing information because I just, I, I was in one of those moods where it was like, I, I want to learn about music. Uh, and, and then I, and that's what got me to do the guitar is like, all right, I feel like I can understand why the strings are tuned to which notes yeah. a little better than I did before. That, the problem is like that the way they teach you, like if you, when you're a kid and you're taking like guitar lessons or piano lessons for that matter, I mean, I'm probably in the minority of kids who would want to learn this way, but I want to learn the concepts and then apply the concepts. I don't want to learn how to do it and then learn the concepts. Uh, that's yeah. that's why like physics was one of the only things that really connected with me as a student because like that's just learning the basic concepts, and then you once you learn the math on top of that, it's easier for me to like say, oh, I get it now. You're doing this with this, and I, that's what I felt like with music was like I want to know why that chord makes that sound and why it's pleasing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically how I went about trying to relearn everything and get back into practicing. I I'm trying to do it the right way. Yeah, I'm not trying to learn songs or play along to stuff and stuff I remember. I'm trying to. These are the fundamentals. These are the rudiments. These are the basic skills that you need to know, because then you can just use them as needed instead of 
you could just practice a very specific thing from a specific song, but then okay, you can only do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the drums. I'm I'm really excited about them. I and I am also using. I have another show this week. This one's not opening for somebody. It's a full ten sketch show, and um, I brought with me my snare drum and a little cute symbol because the sketch is I play a guy who follows people around and d- plays a rim shot whenever they make a joke, and then uh, okay. they, they try to kill him by saying too many puns too quickly, and then I have to, like, freak out on the drums and die of exhaustion. So that's the sketch. Notes. I've got him with well, me. Wow, you gave I was away planning on do- I was planning on doing... Well, nobody watches <laughs> the... Anyway. Your bit's uh, gone. Now. I was planning on just having it in my lap and off to the side here so that if you said something funny... Oh, it God. would just yeah. happen. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. You should have waited till next week and actually done uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I have it next week, though. I don't crack I don't a whole lot of jokes. Uh, yeah, you're so. not a yeah, And when I do, they'd, well, I guess that would make the, the rim shot a lot better is if the, the joke fell flat. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's the drums. Uh, I watched The Ring for the first time on Halloween. Okay, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought the ending kind of sucked. It was probably cool at the time where it's like, ooh, you were the one who watched the movie. But I uh, felt like yeah. it was really good when uh, she died in the well. And I think Spoilers. it could have just ended there. Well, you don't know she. <laughs> What's... Um... And it's all from a million years ago. But yeah, it had a shitty ending. But it was really atmospheric. It was... I had seen bits and pieces of The Ring 2 on TV, which is like the shitty sequel that didn't mm-hmm. need to be made. And I just remember how dumb that one looked. And going back to the original, the Gore Verbinski one, it's just really creepy. And the way things are shot is really cool. And it was a well-made movie, which is... I didn't expect that. I expected it to be creepy, but I didn't expect it to be made so well. That's yeah, uncommon in horror movies. That was one of the first horror movies that I saw. Do you know when it came out? Uh, probably like 2000-something. Yeah, I probably saw it pretty soon after it came out. And um, I was really young. And, 2002. And I remember it being pretty... Yeah, I would have been around 11 that, at that time, so maybe old enough to, like, you know, the parents don't know and the kids are getting rent the movie or whatever. But, uh... I uh I I remember seeing that movie at a very young age. I don't remember a whole lot about the movie, but there's some images from that that are like burnt into my brain because they they really like they were done really well and and just mm. are creepy. Like it's not the kind of scary that you get from a lot of modern horrors where like I I don't want to completely dismiss just jump scares as a concept, but like that's what the most mem- like like a few years later I would have seen 28 days later which is mm-hmm. one of the another one of the first horror movies that I really remember really scaring me. But the things that I remember from 28 Days Later that scared me were the jump scares. The, the zombie appears in the window yeah. when the lightning strikes, or they look up from the pews in the church. And they're really well done, jump scares. But the things I remember from The Ring are the woman brushing her hair and slowly turning towards the, the, the camera or something like that, or looking in the mirror or something. And just like those images are so creepy by mm-hmm. themselves that, that, that I still remember them to this day. I, I actually, I think it'd be fun to kind of go back and rewatch that. I don't, I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I appreciate Neither it a I. lot. I could count all the horror movies I've ever seen on one yeah. hand, probably. Um, not that they're all that scary, really. Uh, it's, I just don't, feel the itch a I lot love, of people have that itch they just yeah. will love to just 
devour a horror movie, but they don't really entertain me all that much. I get that way sometimes. Uh, I mean, just just like last night, actually, I was watching. Um, I used to love these shows, and I still kind of do um, for a lot of the same reasons. The Ghost Hunters shows, like Taps, Ghost Hunters, and and I don't know. There's the Ghost Adventures one where he's like this dude bro, and he's yelling at the ghosts. Uh, I don't. I've never believed in ghosts, and uh, but the shows are still incredibly entertaining to me because the places they go are legitimately creepy, and it's it's fun to watch the just the creepy stuff unfold. You know, it's no different yeah, from watching like a fictional. Stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like what was that, dude? A, a ghost just touched me, bro! I swear to God, it, the Ghost Adventures one is is more funny than creepy. Uh, it's fun to laugh at the. Ghost Hunters one to me actually creeped me out a little bit sometimes because just the locations were like I imagine myself being in this like old boiler room in the dark with like a camera and just like that would be really really creepy. It's the locations that I really like. Um, yeah, that's anyway, that's that cool. Uh, there's actually one nearby where a lot of those shows have gone to us. It's called Sloss Furnaces. It's in it's in Birmingham, and it is super. It is a really scary location. It's just like really old and industrial, and you've got a lot of like stories of the workers getting killed by the machinery and and murders and all sorts of stuff. And uh, a lot of it's true, and so it's it's pretty creepy. Um, and I, I've been meaning to do a tour of it, but every Halloween they do like a haunted house thing. That's that's really generic, but it's a cool location to do it because you're like going through the actual like furnaces and along catwalks and stuff. But uh. Anyway, I've always wanted to go on one of those. They're fun. I I haven't been on one since I was, a, you know, like a, a young younger teenager. But like I remember it being a ton of fun, uh, and some of it like legitimately pretty scary. Like they they know how to like they they do like the the thing with like the chainsaws where they take the belt off the chainsaw and they're like revving it and like waving it at you <laughs> and stuff. And like your 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 instinct, you just like like fighter fire flight like takes in. You're freaking out because it even though you know it isn't a real chainsaw. They've got the engine revving and everything, right. and they're like coming at you with it. It's it's that gets you no matter what. Uh, so it's that's that's fun. I would like to go to another one, but uh, uh, let me mention a couple of other things that I've seen just to get them out of the way here. Uh, I started watching Formula One again, which I kind of fell off of for a little while. Uh, they they were in the United States and Mexico, so I could watch them live, which is always nice. Uh, and the United States race was really exciting. There were like rain, a lot of rain stuff happening, people sl- sliding on the track, safety cars, that kind of stuff. And the Mexico one was not so exciting, but I won't bore anyone with F1 details. Um, I, uh, I'm really I went... interested in this in this entry on the dock. Go ahead. Uh, is it the, the hipster bar yeah. entry? Yeah. Um, last Friday, I went, my friends from New York came down and they texted me. They were like, all right, we're going to this bar. Uh, uh, do you want to come? And I said, yeah. And I said, what, what, what bar? And they said, it's the shuffleboard bar. What? And I said, that sounds, what, What's what a is shuffleboard that? Bar? My first instinct was like, okay, it's a bar with shuffleboard in it. So it's hipster. And, uh, because there's a lot of hipster stuff in Birmingham, you've got the gentrification stuff going on and, uh, <laughs> gentrification stuff. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, they, they, they text me the address and I look it up on Google and it's this place that I'd driven by a thousand times called, like, I think it's called, like, 44th Street Pub and Airplane Company or something like that. And it just looks like the most hipster place ever. And I go there, and it, it, 
I don't want to use hipster. I don't necessarily. Yeah, it is definitely. <laughs> I don't want to use hipster as a derogatory term when it comes to this bar, though, because it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, the shuffleboard is not like the kind that you like slide along the ground like the in the Olympics and stuff. It's uh, it's a table, an elevated table, and you. So you're you're sliding mm-hmm. it just you, you just stand there with your drink and that was actually a lot of fun. It's like playing pong but more civilized, I guess, um, because the concept is the same. You know, you're trying to like get these exact points. It was actually it was actually fun. Uh, so I, I don't want to like make fun of the bar too much. But yeah, it, I mean, if you're if you're in a place like that, it would actually be more pretentious to act better than it. Yeah, seems exactly. As well it would be like the hipster of hipsters. Uh, but I will say that the the guy. The uh, the bouncer who led us into the bar, my friend noticed he was reading Nietzsche. <laughs> so, so what? It's it's like, can you get any more stereotypical? He had a beard while and on the job. Yes. Uh. So, whatever. It was fun. I I I will say I would go back. It was fun. It, I I don't like loud music bars where you can't talk to people, and so it was right up my alley, I guess. But uh, cool. Anyway, last thing. Last thing I wanted to mention, this is really cool to me and might not be cool to anyone else, but I recommend that people do this because I had a ton of fun last night because it was raining and I didn't really want to do anything anyway. I know it was Halloween night and all that, but it was it was raining really hard in Birmingham, which was kind of a shame. But uh, I was sitting alone on my computer uh, looking up historical documents and stuff about Birmingham. Uh, I The thing that got me off on it was that like... Uh, the street that my apartments are on looks like it's like way too wide for the location it's in, in the city. Like there's no traffic on it, but it's, it's like four lanes wide. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I was thinking maybe it was like an old tram line or something. So I started looking up the history of Birmingham and also like the Slosser and stuff got me into it. And I started like looking at all these maps of like the old streets and everything and like where the trams went and, and, I I got into it, man. Like for like several hours, I was just sitting there transfixed, just learning all about the history of the city. That like I didn't know anything about it, and I've lived here all my life. And it was just, it was like really, it was really neat. It's like, oh, you know, there's the street that I used to go to work, and there's a picture of it like sixty years ago, 70, 80 years ago, and it looks completely different. And it was just, it was really neat. That's all I have to say about that. It was just, I'd recommend that you do that because like, what basically what it was, it was it was maps scanned into like the the Birmingham public library or whatever. And I was just going on their website and looking at that. And, and it was surprisingly fun. I <laughs> fun, fun Halloween night <laughs> activity there for, for, for all you folks. Well, speaking of ancient history, I went oh back and rewatched an internet classic demented cartoon movie. Do you remember that? Is that the one where the, no, that's happy tree friends where they murder each other. And that's not that old. So this was, came out in 2001, and I remember watching it when I was like in, how old was I then? I was like, I was little. <laughs> I, I was a little kid. And uh, I remember thinking it was like the funniest shit ever. It's these people, they die when they say the word blah, and the world explodes a bunch of times. It's like the genesis of lol so random humor mm-hmm. was and it edgy too was it like no i remember watching not this, really i remember watching stick figure fighting flash videos where they they were super violent and their stick figures chopping each other's heads off and stuff and i thought it was the coolest thing ever it wasn't it wasn't edgy at all okay. it was just very obnoxious and i went <laughs> back and rewatched it i don't remember how it came to my attention again but i it does not hold up <laughs> like, it is 
<laughs> what a surprise. Fucking horrible. Uh, it's like 30 minutes long, too. <laughs> um, and they, they have these bits that just go on and on, like two guys trying to fly to Mars and their spaceship crashes into a wall immediately, and it's like, take two, and then they go slightly farther and then die again. And it plays that, like, 17 times or something. Early internet humor. Obnoxious, and it it just doesn't hold up in any way at all. The only (laughs) value is nostalgia. Um, But it was was weird to go back and see that, because it's the most basic animation that you could ever possibly have. Um, Yeah. could have everything could have been drawn in ms paint most of the stuff was not drawn but made using like the circle tools and the basic oh yeah um it's just stuff it's funny not because it's funny but just to see what animation was like man every time i'm reminded of like those really early internet things like i saw a post recently that that listed all the different uh styles of windows media player from like late nineties, early two thousands, and it was just like, oh my god, it was mind blowing because I remembered them a little bit, but like just going through them and just how ugly and horrible and like nineties style they are. Like there's just that style of like really ugly color combinations yeah. and big shapes that just don't work together. God, that stuff is a. Uh, it's really weird to go back and see that stuff. Every once in a while, I remember like those old, like some of those old like internet videos and stuff that people used to quote constantly uh drinking out of cups and uh oh there was one cups you've never heard of drinking out of cups i've never heard of drinking out of cups. it's it's a badly animated 3d lizard talking about it sounds like he's high on something and he's talking about he's just ranting rambling complete nonsense and i remember it was the shit for a while people were quoting it like crazy and then uh there was one 52 that was the thing when you're younger, you just quote yeah. everything you like. South Park was huge when I was young, and so God, that was just uh, everyone just spouting South Park quotes not even in context. Good times. Uh, I guess you still get that shit, uh, so nothing's changed. Uh, so, to move on from that bad cartoon, yes, I started watching a good cartoon. It's oh yeah. Bojack Horseman, and I want to start by saying I overstated how much I liked it on Twitter. It's not actually that as good as Undertale is. You tend to hyperbolize things. I know it's a bad habit. Uh, it's it is great though. Um, so how would I describe it? It's a Netflix exclusive cartoon, kind of in the vein of Archer, like these kind of adult aimed comedies. But it's like Archer. Archer's probably the best comparison because it's not like Family Guy. It's a very smart kind of show. Sure. Um, not like highbrow or anything, but it it takes on some genuinely interesting stuff. It's a serialized comedy, which is really rare. You don't see many of those. Uh, Arrested Development is really the only one that comes to mind, like where a show, a comedy show, has a continuing story yeah. episode to episode and not just these self-contained things i mean each episode does generally have an arc that gets resolved but it it connects to a broader whole bojack horseman i guess i'll briefly summarize it is a washed up horse actor he's 50 years old and he was a star of the hit sitcom from the 90s horsing around 
And uh, so now he's just miserable and depressed and all the kids that were on the show are now like Miley Cyrus types just destroyed their lives. And he is unable to love and it's just, it gets really dark and I've heard it gets even darker and I've heard like season two and I, I, I'm just talking out of my ass because I haven't seen it, but I heard that it gets really dark in season two. So I'm looking forward to see where it goes, but it's a cool show. I'd recommend it. I love my dark comedy. That's always, that appeals to me in in a deep way. (laughs) So can we get to video games? Video game news. we We can. Yeah. So what happened at PlayStation Paris? I should I should have been up on this. Yeah. I have a PlayStation and I'm looking for something to play on it. So Paris has a game convention called Gaming I don't remember what it was called, but it's a gaming convention at Paris and and they decided to host the PlayStation decided to host a big conference there. And they I think they tend to do like four conferences a year, like every quarter. Uh and and it was I think like 2 hours long. Uh, I watched most of it, or maybe all of it. I've watched the the vast majority of it, and uh, and I don't know. They actually showed a surprising amount of stuff. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be kind of stale because of how much can you show in this weird like time before Christmas where stuff is coming out and you don't necessarily want to distract from that. But anyway, uh, they announced Gran Turismo Sport, which is going to be the next Gran Turismo game, uh, not Gran Turismo Five or Six or whatever they're on sport i don't know what that's supposed to imply but uh it looks like a gran turismo game there's nothing to say about that at all i I like gran turismo though um they announced go ahead what did they show any more of that uh media molecule game dreams (sighs) the one with yes yes i forgot to list that on here yes they showed a lot more of that Uh, oh cool okay i have to watch that you have to watch that that is i don't know I don't know how fun it'll actually be or like how much people will actually take advantage of it. It looks amazing what they've actually accomplished with by trying to I don't know how I don't know how good this will come across when you actually play it, but it looks like it's relatively very simple to mold these things, whatever you want to mold, and you can kind of animate them and and make them perform functions and stuff that it doesn't look like you could make the most complicated games or anything like that, but they were showing all. So they, they, for it was like a fifteen minute thing where they showed this kind of like they were navigating this puppet around this dreamlike world where it walks through a forest and they add a bunch of trees in the forest just for fun, and it goes into a house and there's some books in the house and they do things with the books and et cetera, et cetera, uh, and that lasts about fifteen minutes and it's a very specific type of thing where you're like okay i can't really tell where they're going with this game like what are they trying to show here is this what you do in the game just wander around and go on other people's little tiny mini adventures uh but then they showed a montage in the last like 20 seconds where they were showing like like top-down shooter kind of looking games and like racing games with like jet ski looking things and like it looks like you can create whatever you want it really does seem almost like a limitless kind of thing you know like because like uh, the I'm what was so the other one? For it. What was the two D one that they made for the PS? Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet. It was kind of like you could do anything you want with a side scroller. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be kind of any genre as long as it's a side scroller. And maybe there's there's more limitations on that. I think even in the side scroller genre than 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 there would be in this. But 
it seems like that level of just crazy customization where it's like whatever you can think of you can do uh it's it's really exciting and and apparently you know if they add it with the PlayStation VR which I don't remember if that was announced or not but I imagine they will uh it, it seems like that would be a really cool thing to just show off to people like just like look at this technology look how neat it is uh yeah you have to watch that just it's fascinating uh yeah I'm excited I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for that it's 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 unlike anything I've ever seen uh so, uh, there's that, and I'll get to the VR stuff later, too. Uh, no Man's Sky got a release date June 2016, uh, which is kind of where I would expect. But uh, I was just thinking, like, No Man's Sky, I think, has been... It was announced at the Game Awards before the last Game Awards. So, almost a full two years ago. So, it'll be a two-and-a-half-year... It'll it'll come out two-and-a-half years after it was announced, which is kind of crazy. Um but but anyway, it, that still looks cool to me. Uh, it's just like I don't have that hype that I did the first time I saw it. When it was at those game awards, I was freaking out because it was the only good thing that they showed in that entire program. Yeah, that and, was a really awkward one, wasn't it? Yeah. With uh, what's what was it? Joel McHale? Yeah, I, I thought he was okay. I, people were people were pissing on him a lot for making fun of gamers and stuff. But it's like who who well, gives no, that a shit? Was hilarious. Yeah, that was like one of the only good things about it. But uh. <laughs> uh it, the, the the big problem with that one was like they were showing off shit like Titanfall and stuff and it was just like I don't care about any of this and then in the middle of it in the middle of all this corporate bullshit where they're like showing off all these big budget games and that just look generic as fuck this British guy comes out and he's kind of skinny and awkward and he's hunched over in his seat and uh, and he just starts talking about this game and they show it and it's this crazy sci-fi looks not like anything else awesome thing and uh and that just everyone that that got like like social media was going crazy i remember that that was that was cool uh but anyway i wish that that was like i wish that was announced during this video game awards and then he could be like and it's coming out in six months and everyone's like yay in the middle of all this bullshit here's this cool game but instead it's probably going to be more like in the middle of all these other great games that have been announced will be this other great game uh if it had come out in the middle of that that slump it would have been awesome but anyway uh pipe dreams uh quantic dream has announced their new game is that the studio that heavy rain all those uh, and the beyond two beyond souls? two souls yeah is it uh, david cage or is it just quantic dream? i think it's david cage i'm pretty sure it's david cage uh it looks the concept is sound uh it is it is androids in detroit that are like manufactured in detroit and one of them becomes like sentient, I guess, and kind of wants to start an android revolution or whatever. You know, it's it's well trod territory, but I like that stuff. That's good sci fi, you know, stuff. It looks like it's going to be heavy handed as hell, and it looks like it might not make a whole lot of sense. Just from the trailers, you're like, wait a minute, why would if we were going to make a slave robot race, why would we make them look exactly like humans? What 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 possible purpose would there be for that? But it, you can you can always do that with any sci-fi shit, but uh, it I don't know. I never played Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls. I saw a lot of them, uh, and that the kind of the vibe that I get from those is like heavy-handed, uh, over-dramatized maybe, but but interesting. Like just the whole concept of like creating this this playable movie or miniseries kind of thing. That I I like that that's being done. I just don't know if it's necessarily being done very well, but at least they're trying. So I don't know. I can't the, pass judgment. The screenshots on this just from a that I'm looking at look kind of cool. 
it's i mean the game looks technically amazing uh looks really really good uh so i i don't know whatever you know it's a it's a quantic dream game and it and it seems like appropriate subject matter for a game that's styled that way gameplay wise yeah yeah i i think you know i don't know i i don't know how much freedom of choice there will be in stuff it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that uh because yeah, I, I don't i don't really need freedom of choice i just want not a good that story. kind of thing i agree yeah. i like like the witcher 3 you know how much i love the witcher 3 it has a lot of freedom of choice uh that takes a lot of effort. You have to create all these branching paths, and if you don't put all that effort in there, then it doesn't pay off, and there's no point in doing it in the first place. Right. And I feel like with, with the kind of budget that they must have for this game and the amount of money that it costs just to to make it, I don't know if you can afford to have all that many branching paths and stuff. So it's just like, just let me experience the story, but make it interactive enough to to stay engaging. But that's you know that's a hard line to to, to kind of follow because... A lot of people are going to complain. Well, it's interactive, but I can't actually control anything that actually happens in the story. And I don't know. Uh, there's, there's, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of improvement to be made in that genre, whatever you would call it. But uh, it, it, that's a hard, that's a hard one to tackle. To step back a second, uh, No Man's Sky was that confirmed PC yet? Do I think know? so. I think okay. it was confirmed PC. Uh, PlayStation is. It's not Xbox, I think, but but you know, PlayStation's put all their weight. It might be PlayStation first. I don't know, um, but I, I'm almost positive it's coming out for PC. Okay, there's just there's a page for it on Steam. So okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's it it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, they also showed like a what looks like a, basically a Minecraft clone. It looked like a really really good Minecraft, like as in like graphically and maybe playing a little better too. And I would play something like that. Yeah, I liked Minecraft, but it was it was I, I don't know it it grew pretty stale and it's just that game looks like garbage and it always has <laughs> and you've, I've always thought and, like why not yeah. just do this in a better engine and some people they get really into like the some people love the aesthetic of Minecraft and I like, understand that like the, I can appreciate it's it it's cute yeah but I, I don't know it's not bad but like anything. do that but kind so, of game some people get really into it. Yeah. for that stuff and i just don't do that kind of game and add like a nice lighting system where that if i build like a nice little home make it feel exactly. cool because i'm lighting it in a cool way and stuff and minecraft is just a thing and uh i don't know whatever i it it, it looks like there was more to it than just minecraft is like it there's still... portals and stuff and there's like it, what looks like might have been ai in it like creatures walking it, around is it more rust like or is no, it still no, cube? it's voxel cubes. It's okay. cubes, but it's it might be slightly smaller cubes, and the graphics look a lot better. Okay. Um, and it looks like there's some kind of, it looks like there's an actual setting. Like it doesn't look like it's just here's a world and you build stuff in it. It looks like there might be some kind of I don't know. I, I'm kind of projecting here, but it might be like a story based kind of thing where there's definitely what looks like AI or large scale multiplayer and portals and different worlds that you're traveling between and stuff. So who knows. But uh, uh, another game they showed is called Wild. Uh, I, I I don't even know how to I don't even know how to start here. I'll just tell you what they showed. Uh, okay. They had some narration going on. I think they said like, okay, here's you're playing as the shaman class, and here you have a quest where uh, this woman has been bitten by a snake, and you need to get an anti venom. So uh, we're gonna go over here to this this eagle. 
and the and the the shaman like points at an eagle or whatever, and the the camera goes to the eagle, and now they're flying around as the eagle. And then they say the eagle can spot out creatures on the ground really easily, and it goes into like an a, I guess eagle vision and uh, and spots some snakes, and it swoops down and grabs the snake and brings it back to the shaman, and then you take control of the shaman again. And it's like, all right, now we need to get it over there uh, to that that shrine or whatever. And they can see like a mile in the distance. There's some kind of big building, and uh, and the shaman calls a bear to him, and then rides the bear to the ruins. And then there's a group of cannibals partying around a fire, doing music and stuff. And I guess they're bad. They're bad cannibal people. So you call down a flock of crows to distract them while you while you run in with your bear and kill them all. And then you go to the ruins and summon a giant snake lady who asks you what you want. And then and then the demo ended. Uh I don't uh... know I don't know what that game is. It, it's interesting. It looks interesting. I have no idea what it is. Um so I don't know yeah, how much I, I'm looking at some footage of it i don't know what to make of it <laughs> it's, it's uh it's unique uh i i don't know it looks like it's just going to be like an open world i guess almost like rpg style game where you have a ton of freedom i guess grand theft auto in 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 fantasy land history yeah uh so i don't know i'll move on uh um, before you move on one step back again what was the name of that minecraft like game I can't remember. I didn't even write it down. I just I just thought of it when I mentioned uh, something else. Okay. Um, Alright. Matterfall showed a CGI teaser that told you nothing about that game, so I will skip it. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, they showed some... Oh, they also showed some more... Horizon? I put, I put more in quotes. They showed more Horizon Zero Dawn. It's literally the same thing. Like If you remember from the E3 demo... She she hunts some animals with tanks on their backs, and then they run away, and then a big T-Rex robot comes, and she fights the robot by tearing off a piece of it and and linking it to the ground and taking it down. Literally the same thing, just in a different, slightly different context. Uh, there was a funny moment where the game pauses, and the guy narrating it goes, has it crashed? And then they go... Oh no, we're just in the debug mode, and he starts moving the camera around, and I was like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> um, um, the, I found the name of the game. It's okay. called Boundless. Boundless, yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it looks like it could be fun. I, 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 it looks like something that might be PS only, though. So I might get a PS4 if I was having. If I had to choose a console, I, I would probably choose the PS4, and I, I might, yeah, I might shell people, out some bucks. The people I know who've been waiting that this they've started to buy. I mean, Dark Souls Three is going to come out, so yeah, but that's on PC. Yeah, still. <laughs> okay, uh, you got to play it on the true the true console. It's meant for. Uh, yeah, the console experience. I don't want it to be too smooth. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it to be sixty frames. It second hurts or my eyes. Um, it gives me motion sickness. Uh, so yeah, they showed a uh, a small. 
they showed two things with VR. They showed a montage of VR games, I think, and and they showed off one in particular. And I, I did see your video. Yeah, I made a video the, about the montage. That was, you should, that was great. You should watch my video. Uh, it's funny. inspired by the Oculus Rift video that I could never live up to. Uh, have you seen the Oculus Rift one? No. It was made like a, a year and a half ago or something. Are you telling me it's less original than I? Cause, yes, because... Okay. But it was also, still good. Everything... It, Everything about it is surpassed by the Oculus Rift video. I mean, it, the Oculus Rift video is different. It is just a someone, <laughs> someone with like really high production equipment created an uh, an ad for Oculus Rift that is obviously not an actual ad for Oculus Rift. And you need I will link it. I will link it because it is amazing. It is extremely not safe for work. Uh, <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that it is incredible. It is much better than my video. I'll give it credit. It's also different. Okay. But but I just had to make my video because I thought those the faces yeah, those those faces were so were so, so stupid. They're perfect. Like oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to when I thought of the idea. I was like, well, I can't not make this video, and it took like an hour to make. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, the they, black the, guy especially. Like, yeah, was... the, the the thing that those faces came from is a game called Rigs. Which um, is a an esport. There's this trend. It's an esport. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. There's this trend of producers pushing their esports games before that they actually hit the market and become esports games. You know, like like League of Legends and Dota were were made to be competitive games, and then they became esports when people got into them enough where. Yes, it could be competitive enough to for to justify it being an esport. Uh, it had that fan base and became an esport on its own rights. And then you get companies like Blizzard and and uh, Capcom with the uh, umbrella. yeah. What's oh my called? god, Umbrella Corps. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. Did we talk about the? End? Yes, we did. I oh think. my god! You need I, well, to. It, we watched it immediately after. Yeah. You need and, to watch the Umbrella Corpse yeah, video. Now that you, we both watched the trailer, that is so funny. It is gotta watch it right now. Awful. Uh, it is one of the cringiest things. There's another um, cringy Mike video that everyone needs to the see. The killer. What was his name? He had some stupid nickname. I, I don't remember. But uh, I, before I forget, there's another stupid video that people need to look up. Uh, the trailer for. Uh, Oh fuck! I can't remember the name of it, but that video game where you die when you die once, you that's it. You can't play the game anymore. Have you heard of that one? No. Well, they've there's so this is I guess news. It was news last last week I think, but uh, yeah, there's a game coming out where uh, you buy it for like ten bucks and you play it, and if you die, it's like a DayZ style game, and if you die, you can't play it anymore. It's just over. And uh-huh. actually, I think that's kind of an interesting concept. It doesn't look like a good game, uh, but they they made a trailer for it that looks like it was straight out of like an episode of Law and Order or something. You know where like. They try to be super edgy with it, and it's like, you only get one life, and there's like blood rushing down the screen and stuff. It, it, it's a really bad trailer, and you should look that up. I'll I'll, I'll show it to you after the thing. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, I think it's called Upsilon Circuit. No, I don't think so. Then this is another one that does the same thing. I'm sure it's not an original idea. In fact, Kojima wanted to do that. Um, that that's frustrating. I don't... I'll I'll figure it out and I'll link it. Uh, Not the name, but I mean that just sounds more frustrating. Yeah, like if you die in like some bullshit way or something, it's just like, well, I guess I can't play this game anymore. If you end up liking yeah, it, yeah, or that sucks. The, and there's almost definitely a way to play it again. You'll just 
to have yeah. to change a file or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or buy it again. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that would... Kana, Kojima, or not yeah. Kojima, Konami would do that. So, anyway, along with all these other companies that have tried and failed to push their esports games, uh, now we've got rigs, or rig. Uh, I don't remember which. It is... You, you're, you pilot a mech... And it's team-based, and you're in an arena, and it looks like they never explain the objective. They just have the gameplay going with, like, over-enthusiastic commentary that isn't as cringy as the Umbrella Corp stuff, because it seems more legit. Like, it seems... It's just better produced than the Umbrella Corp stuff. Uh, But I guess the objective is to just throw yourself through a hoop in the middle of the arena without dying. I think. It, It... Nothing about it looked appealing. Like they could, it was the worst possible way to show your esport, and also just like stop billing your game as an esports game. Just, just come out with a game, and if it's good enough, it'll become an esport. Congratulations, you did it. That's the thing. When you're like on paper, if you don't know your audience, it might seem like it makes sense. Like esports are popular. Yeah, the thing we want to tap into that market. But what are the people in the esports market like? They're usually they are super into one game, yeah, because they love it, and they're usually savvy enough to understand if something has actual competitive t- potential. I'm not saying that esports fans are are smart people because they're not, <laughs> but uh, but um, they yeah, you're not gonna like fool them by yeah. pretending your game is an esport and by making it look like an esport you're going to alienate the people who oh I might just try that like it's it yeah. seems to be I a think you do bad a marketing strategy not it, just annoying like that's the thing about like so like, to me the right way to do it is what rocket league did uh rocket league hasn't like come come out as a huge esport or anything yeah, it does really have i think it does have some esports stuff going on but not not big it hasn't been out for long enough anyway. it's just a really well realized competitive but yeah, game they, they made a competitive game that that could be an esport and they added they patched in really good spectator uh stuff and they didn't say like this is an esport now and they didn't like they didn't like come out with all these trailers where there was commentary teams going over like all the stuff they just came out with a game and they said you know, if this could, if this was an esport, we have the, you know, we have the spectator mode for it and everything. Who and sure is a big car? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a goal! Can um, you imagine those people from the Umbrella Corps video trying oh to God. shout "goal" like like a Mexican uh, football announcer? Everyone needs to watch the Umbrella Corps video. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so you know, Rocket League will probably get a minor esports following, and maybe it'll make some money off of it and stuff. But like, all I know is I'm still playing the game because it's a lot of fun, and I don't care whether it's an esport or not. I, I'm glad that it's a well-made competitive game, and I think that if it was created from the beginning and marketed as an esport, I would be a little turned away from it because I, I just, you know, like you said, you see right through the bullshit, and you say like, well, you're just, you know. You're pushing this, and it doesn't actually exist, and it just it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But anyway, uh, the last the, this is actually like one of the first things they showed, I think. But they showed some Tekken and Street Fighter Five or whatever, and uh, and apparently Tekken's going to be in VR. If you want, Why? I have no idea. I, I wanna, Why would you need a VR for a two D? I, I want to know what that how that like. I guess you just get the same view, but you can. Look, I don't know. That's stupid. It's really dumb. I just thought that was worth mentioning because it was so dumb. 
So that is the PlayStation Paris conference. It's it's actually pretty entertaining to watch. There's some really goofy shit that goes on in there. Uh, there's I can't remember the name of the developer, but there's this one developer who comes out at like all the E3s and stuff, and he's this short Japanese dude who needs a translator, and he's like super excited about everything. And he came out with like a little hat on that had like the little bird swirling over your head as you're knocked out, you know. It was was it were they like on a rotating thing? They were on propeller hats. They were on springs, and so they moved around. It was it was. I couldn't figure out what it was for like the first two minutes. I was like, "What the fuck is he wearing (laughs) on his head?" (laughs) But anyway, uh, the PlayStation conference. All the all video game related conferences are always entertaining, usually unintentionally. Um, Although I will give PlayStation credit, their their kind of semi awkward, goofy shit is pretty much on purpose. They. They've learned from Nintendo, I think, to kind of embrace the Japanese side of things and let them Which do their great. crazy shit. Yeah, um, and Nintendo has figured that shit out one hundred percent. So, anyway, that's it. That's that's what I have to say about that. Okay, that's all she wrote. Oh wait, uh, I will mention because P.S. Hattori said in chat. Gravity Rush 2 was shown, which is Gravity Rush with some with a new character and stuff. I never played Gravity Rush. Nobody played Gravity, Gravity Rush. Rush it's actually it, it's actually a cool little game. Like it has a neat art style. You it's like I think it's a puzzle platformer kind of thing where you manipulate gravity. Like you look at a building and you can press a button and the gravity switches to be like the wall of that building. Um, okay. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know exactly. Is it kind of like VVV? VVD? No, I don't think so. It, it's it's a but three D. I don't think so. No, it looks cool. Maybe I never played VVVVVVV. Uh, and near it's two, where you flip ceiling to floor. Yeah, near two. I don't know anything about near two. So uh, that's a platinum game that's coming to PS4. It sounds cool. Is I'll that the it. one with the dragons? Uh, no. Wait, maybe. Uh, I thought that like the. Isn't that Platinum who's making the one with the... Um, I think it's... It looks like an anime game. It doesn't look like... Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I'm not seeing dragons here. No, it's I was seeing something different. That's... I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that look, kind of looks like a dragon. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's definitely not what I was thinking of. Okay. Axel in chat said he played Gravity Rush. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I was Lair saying the game that came out on no PS3. it hasn't come out yet the one i'm thinking of hasn't come out okay anyway so what's south by southwest drama oh my god did you did you hear about any of this no it sounds like i'm that's a good thing yeah it, it kind of is and so i'll be brief about it uh so apparently randy harper and her like we're gonna we're gonna this have kind of story. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna have a panel at South by Southwest uh, in which they discuss harassment online, and uh, and at the same time, or not maybe not at the exact same time, but at the same event, there was going to be a bunch of GamerGate folks making a panel about video games. I don't know, I don't know what you would say at a GamerGate panel, uh, but but. Uh, both of those panels, as of last I heard, have been canceled because, because of un, uh, South by Southwest didn't say what, which sides were more egregious with this, but I imagine uh, it was quite mutual. Apparently there was a lot of threats and harassment being thrown uh, between these two panels and their followers. 
and nice. uh, and so they decided that they they needed to cancel it. Good uh, I so the 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 chaos loving pessimist side of me agrees with you that it's a good outcome, but I also think that it's really shitty to shut down any kind of panel just over harassment. That's like a bad precedent, yeah, you know? Yeah, okay. That is but, true. But, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's two, totally... there are two panels that d- didn't need to happen, but exactly having them shut down in this space is a bad yeah, thing. They okay, didn't need to happen, but they, they shouldn't be stopped from happening. Anyway, uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of drama there, and of course, everyone says that Gamergate shut them down by harassing Randy Harper and, and her type out, and and we all know, we all know that that it, if anything, it was probably the other side that was worse about Gamergate panels have been shut down multiple times in the past, uh, forcibly shut down, like through bomb threats and stuff. So. Say what you will about Gamergate, but I don't think that they're as bad as uh, whatever you call them. I guess anti-Gamergate is the big term. Social justice warriors in an organized form and a professional form through Patreon and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, we love those people at Push Shout, so we like to give them the time of day. Uh, <laughs> Bob Ross has been streaming on Twitch. I heard about that. It's really weird. Uh, I guess Twitch is has expanded their their what they allow to be streamed to creative stuff like painters yeah, and animators and stuff and in celebration of that fact someone came up with the fantastic idea to get the Bob Ross license or just discuss with the Bob Ross I don't know there's some kind of company that that's named Bob Ross like a corporator or something like that and uh and they're streaming all 400 and like I don't know five episodes or something like that of of that's cool Bob Ross and the joy of painting, and they're just doing it back to back and it's going to take I don't know if it's done yet. It was going to take eight and a half days to complete. Uh, that's twenty four seven Bob Ross. <laughs> so that's a lot of Bob Ross. I I like Bob Ross a lot. Those those things you, you will become transfixed watching him paint those things. Like it's just there's something. Everyone knows there's something about it. If you watch an episode, you just sit there like drooling, just yeah. like what the hell is going on. So he's uh, the little when he adds detail to he mountains. adds a happy little happy little bush right there and a happy little tree and uh, I don't know. Oh, everyone, everyone's shit. Twitch chat. Yes. So that's what <laughs> oh. I was going to mention next is that everyone everyone has been enjoying the the polar opposite of Bob Ross directly next to the twitch chat <laughs> responding to what he's doing and you know i twitch chat is <laughs> is truly a cancer of the internet uh it's I among hate, the worst it is things awful. you can find online. i hate it and i hate everything about it but i will say that it's pretty funny the first time this happens not every time it happens which is it happens every time but like He'll draw his beautiful landscape with the mountains and the river and and the hill, and then he'll be like, "And I think there just needs to be a tree right here." And he just starts drawing this huge black line down the middle of the painting, and everyone in the chat freaks out and says it's ruined. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of funny. But then they do it every time that he adds anything to the painting. It's Twitch chat. It's it's Twitch chat. Yes, it is. God right. damn it! That's I'm all. Just thinking about Twitch chat. In general, yeah, they they added a Bob Ross emoticon 
Of course. I bet there's just constant emoticons being too. It's probably yep. one of the most popular things on the site now. So it's it, just it is probably a yeah, deluge had, of when I tuned memes. in it was like sixty something thousand people watching or something like that, which is pretty huge. I think Twitch plays Pokemon was like hundred and twenty something thousand at some of its peak times, so it's not quite that at that level. I tuned in today, I tuned into the Twitch plays Dark Souls two channel, which is still happening. How can uh, I care? That's the sad part, is that there's like forty something viewers, I think. And there's some terrible music playing, just like through a bot that plays the music. And there's just a few people in the chat typing in commands that happen every like five minutes or whatever. It's the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. They've made it pretty far. They made it to like, I think they're in the area where you're going. It's like the really fucking hard area where you're like all the people are shooting spells at you and you have to like get across like the cavern of there's like you have to find the path underwater or whatever. Uh, but, but, you know, who cares? Because exactly they've, they've, they've gamed it to a point where of course you can get through it because you're only playing like one frame at a time. It's, that's really stupid. I, it, it's like when they added democracy mode to Twitch plays Pokemon and ruined it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause well, I mean, Twitch plays Pokemon sucked pretty quickly because of I the memes. Yeah, but, they memed it, but it's still. But it was really yeah, good. it was cool even after they added that because you could vote for anarchy, and you could yeah, always yeah. try. You know, there was it added something. But to it, it soured I, I it. the first time that democracy won, and and they got through with democracy soured it because it's like, well, now it's less yeah, of an but, accomplishment. No, it's more of an accomplishment. Well, how? Oh, so? oh well, sorry, sorry. It's it is less of an accomplishment to finish the game. What I meant was, it's more of an accomplishment for you as a Hellraiser <laughs> when you when you finally get to fuck things up. Yeah, I it it was a wonderful thing. Twitch plays Pokemon. I still like. I stand by that. That is one of the most interesting like internet events that I've ever seen happen. Just like the <laughs> the war that happened between people who were anarchists. In the in the terms of in the lingo of Twitch based Pokemon versus the those who were who wanted the democracy uh, and just the different mindsets of those people, it was that's really entertaining. It was that's a fascinating thing to uh, to to think about. But anyway, we're done here. I think. Yes. Uh, sorry, the folks, podcast was so late. Folks, folks, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Push to Shout, episode fifty-two. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Oh, by the way. We broke 100 subscribers on the Push to Shout YouTube hey, channel. Yay! Uh, so now we have to have a, a giveaway and thank everybody and make an update video. An unboxing video of unbox, our merch. Our merch. Loot, crate, loot Crate, come at us. Um, <laughs> who else can we get? Stamps.com, Kickup DraftKings, Dra- FanDuel. FanDuel. Did you know you can win a billion dollars on FanDuel after playing for five minutes? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Bye-bye. FanDuel. Thanks, Jim. Sterling.